Psalm 103, I want to tell you ahead of time, there's no way we're going to get it all in, so I'm going to try to do it, uh, pack it in. So next week, so if you have a bulletin inside there, put this on your refrigerator so you are reminded. We only have a 9 o'clock service here, then we're going to have a camp meeting, tent revival up there at our North Campus at 1130. So somebody applaud the Lord for our tent revival again. Revival. You know the deal. I'm not going to go through all the stuff. Take a bulletin home with you, and uh, let's just pray for the service and the dads and all that. And um, Lord, we just pray for all the dads that are out there, the fathers that are here, fathers that are on their way. Um, Lord, those who need a surrogate dad to step in their life, we pray that they'll do that because we know we got children and grandchildren that need a and those that are becoming fathers, uh, Lord, you help them in that endeavor. And um, you bless us as fathers and help us get it right. Uh, we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Psalm 103, 13. Hallelujah. Um, so I was, uh, I got to tell you something. I was, uh, I was doing some things with the, uh, the deacons and the pastors this morning in our meeting. I was going to give them all these great stats about fathers and this and that and the other. And uh, I go, man, I got a great thing. My wife printed off for me and that whole thing. And you got your, everybody got their little prep that they do before they get ready. And I got it. And I'm like, oh yeah, we're going to tear into this. And I go, I can't find it. Well, I can't, hold on. I can't find it. I mean, it's like, it's gone. Must have left it on the coffee table next to the Bible and the glasses and all that. After the meeting's over, it was underneath my Bible. <laughs> True story. So as you get older, sometimes when you remember where you put it, you forgot where you left it. Yep. Or something like that. Do this with me. It's, it's like the Macarena when you're looking for things. Isn't it amazing? I mean, you're just like, get to this point, and you're like... Lisa, I'm out to eat with you guys at Lombardo's last night, and I'm like, oh, open the menu, and we're like, you go into panic because you're like, whoa, no glasses. To... <laughs> Tommy goes, here, try these. Thank God for that. Uh, just go to the dollar store and buy a whole pile of them and spr <laughs> sprinkle them around. Right, Laura? Thank you, Jesus. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. Amen. It's kind of a big statement, but let's break it down. And then I got a cool video for you, and then uh, just a great service. So uh, let's pray for a movement of the Holy Spirit before I do this. Lord, just pray for the movement of the Holy Ghost. Uh, baptize them that are here. They're, they're here for a reason, and they've come from near and far to hear this word and bring their daddies to service. And we love them uh, and ask a blessing on them in thy name of Jesus. Amen. amen. Compassion uh, is something that your dad probably showed to you. I'm not sure how everybody's life worked. I know not everyone's was perfect. That's not what this service is about. This service is about really honoring dads and fathers. And it's kind of a, a pick-me-up. Say pick-me-up. It's not a beat down. It's just kind of a we're pumping everybody up and the father's. Uh, so, our Heavenly Father shows compassion 
to his children. So when Jess was singing up here, she was talking about uh, God being on his mercy seat, and there's going to be two lines of judgment. There's going to be the great white throne of judgment that God throws all the non-believers into the, into the lake of fire in the end of time, and there's going to be the great mercy seat where God shows mercy and rewards you for all the good works that you've done. Amen? So if you've done things in the name of Jesus, you'll be rewarded. He'll give you crowns that you can throw his feet, and you do uh, good works not to get saved, but because you are, are saved. You're, you do it because you're saved, and you're like, you know what, I'm going to do it anyways. Um, so that's the compassion side. So the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. So fearing him means you have a relationship with him. A God-fearing man having a relationship with his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, he will then show compassion on this guy. Uh, so, so honoring the dads today, you know, the society's kind of made them look, uh, the, the daddy kind of look like the bumbling fool, but he's really not. He's the, he's the guy that God ordained back in the Garden of Eden to take care of the family. And not just manage, but lead. Uh, so um, there won't be any apologies uh, for this sermon today. Um, Let's pray for this and the offering today as we get ready for the offering. So, Lord, we're going to lift up the offering to you. Everything we do, we do for you. Uh, those dollars that are sown into your kingdom, Lord God, are dollars that we'll actually see when we get to heaven. They were used for this or the, that or the children's or this ministry or that ministry to bring glory to you. We thank you that you've given us a, a chunk of your finances for us to manage and you only require a small portion of it back. And we're going to honor you through obedience. Um, so bless the offering. Uh, and then also, Father God, would you bless the video. In thy name of Jesus, amen. So applaud the Lord. Let the basket come by. Drop the lights. Turn on the video. Let's rock and roll. Gentlemen. Gentlemen. Welcome to another dad battle. Now is anybody, and I mean anybody at all, Willing to face our champion. Nope. <laughs> Gentlemen, my son joined the golf team at school, so bought him an extra pair of socks in case he gets a hole in one. Hole in one. His dad jokes are so effortless. See that? That's why he's the champ. That's nothing. The other day, my daughter said a good Christian dad would buy her a car. So I said, well, a good Christian kid would walk because that's what Jesus did. Fathers! Listen up, son. Just because God picked your nose doesn't mean you should. <laughs> when you start paying the bills, you can make some of the rules. Come on! Yeah. Yeah. Not, hold up! 
Who touched the thermostat? Yeah! yeah. That lawn isn't gonna mow itself. Let me stop what I'm doing and fix your boredom. Hi, Hungry. I'm Dad. I love the smell of Home Depot in the morning. Oh, yeah. 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 Just wait till your mother gets home. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Pull my finger. Nah. Just rub some dirt on it. Proud of you. You can do hard things. I love you, no matter what. When God made you, He made something very special. Proudest day of my life is the day you made me a father. I thank God for you every time I get on my knees and pray. And again, who gives this woman? No. No, you look at me. You look at me. Who gives this woman to be married to this man? Her mother and I Anybody relate to the uh, dad, the you know dad stuff there? Amen. How about the big tube socks go up to the knee? <laughs> right. Uh, rise and we'll pray for the message together. Grab your Bible if you got one. Lord, we just pray that it comes alive, comes off the pages, Lord God, and it seeps into our hearts changes our lives, changes our minds. The men leave here today with purpose and a charge to lead this lost world and bring it back to you. And we give you the glory, Abba Father, for this wonderful Father's Day. And we pray this in thy name of Jesus. Amen. Let's applaud the Lord. Remind your neighbor you're not at your mama's church, so <laughs> sit down. Um, I got to tell you, so I'm going to read just, I'll read two or three stats and we'll move on. You've heard them before. So maybe, maybe the problem we're having in America isn't all the things that they, they put out there in the media. Maybe it's just because we have a lot of homes that don't have daddies in them. 
So I titled this message, Who's Your Daddy 2022? Um, so I'm going to look up a couple of the stats that I was going over last night. Um, and it says, according to the statistics of fatherless homes, 17.4 million children live in fatherless homes. And obviously, we know that number's growing, and, and, uh, and there's confusion out there, and there's all kinds of messages and, and things like that. So I, I pulled up another stat. It says, professionals found that juveniles from fatherless homes are 279 more percent likely to carry guns and participate in drug trafficking. So maybe it's not a gun problem. Maybe it's a fatherless home problem. I, I'm just reading what the stats are. So, and it could all be traced back to the, to the fatherless home in one way or the other because God actually set up, contrary to uh, popular belief, God set up the structure of the family back in the, in the book of Genesis and he gave the authority to the man. And if you don't like the way that God set that up, you'll have to take it up with him. Amen. I'm just reading the book. I didn't write it. Right. And maybe God's way really works. Amen? And maybe that's what we need to get back. So I wanted to let you know between me and the Bible today, we'll clear up the confusion about who's your daddy. Amen? Um, and I could go on and on here with all these stats, and they're, and they're actually pretty staggering um, as you continue to, to read them. Uh, it, it shows about the fatherless homes have higher percentage of, of young ladies being pregnant and all this kind of thing. And I mean, there's pages and pages. But I think my wife said there was about 20 pages of the statistics of fatherless homes. And you could do your math on uh, when you get home and just take a look at it and uh, don't necessarily need to go through all that. Um, but I want you to know how important it is to have a dad. Amen. And, and if you don't, uh, God provides surrogate men around in the church community that are legit uh, guys that care about people. Amen? They care about children and the, and the health of the children and things like that. So, from Ecclesiastes chapter 12 is where we'll start the message today and, uh, and kind of break down what God's saying to society. And obviously, I've been enamored with wisdom since I got born again because I was a horrible student. Uh, when I was in school. Uh, so anytime I can glean some more wisdom, I'd like to do that uh, because uh, it's awesome to be wise in the eyes of God. Amen? Um, and not just have a head full of knowing, but have the, uh, the wise discernment that the Lord has given us through his Holy Spirit. Remember also your creator in the days of your youth. So I want to tell you, I'm reading out of ESV today. I've studied it in King James and NLT. Um, Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, he, he's the teacher here, teaching a younger man about the things of life. And, and if we were to go back and spend time uh, statistically, we could find out that these are already coming to fruition. And this, this particular book here is about, let's just call it 3,000 years old. But the nature of mankind hasn't changed much at all. Amen? Amen? Remember also your creator in the days of your youth before the evil days come and the years draw near. Of which you will say, I have no pleasure in them. 
Before the sun and the light and the moon and the stars are darkened and the clouds return after the rain. So he's talking to this young man and he says, as time goes on, you're going to see your body start to break down. So he starts to talk about the human body and how it breaks down and, and all these kind of things. And he's talking about the things that are going on in the world simultaneously with this message. It says, in the day when the keepers of the house tremble. So now he's talking about your body being a house. The apostle Paul calls it a tent. Um, And he's talking about the keepers here. Say keepers. He's meaning your legs. Your legs that, that keep the house, that move the house along. And we know when the, when the feet stop, usually that's when we end up with poor health. Amen, if you can attest to that. Or you could develop atrophy. Same thing happens when you quit coming to church. You develop spiritual atrophy. Take a drink and we'll get back to you. I believe, I'll go on record and say this, if we could get more men in church, our society would change. It'll start to change. They, they learn more and more about life, and, and then the society will be changed and won't be confused anymore. When you leave, Steve, you won't be confused about who's your daddy. Um, it says the keepers of the house tremble and the strong men are bent. So let's start to paint the picture here. And I use this, uh, I always kind of use like a softball analogy because I, I was never really good at softball. I didn't, I didn't play baseball. I, I do on the team and, um, and I love playing. Um, but the keepers of this house may not move the way it used to move. I mean, Chris up here, I can still look, Lisa and Laura, I can visit up here and think that the body can still do what it used to do when I was 21. You know, when I see like a creek, uh, you're going to the farm or something or, or something like that, and you're like, you know what, I'll, do I'll, I'll just jump over it. <laughs> look at me. No, you won't. Over your son-in-law over there, Chris. There'll be a day when you're like, I just hope I can walk up to it. Right. <laughs> I'll do this one just since you're here. You remember the days when you was young and anything was on the table. You were like, here, you know, like, dude, hold my beer while I try that. Hold my beer while I try that. Here's the deal. First of all, quit drinking. And when you get older, don't try it. You know what I'm talking about, don't you, Kelly? The keepers of this house are just getting a little weary. And, and, and say this to your neighbor so he feels better, J.D. It's okay. It's okay to get older. You let the young people do the jumping and play in the outfield. You put me and Terry on first and second. <laughs> so I'm, I'm visioning in my mind, I'm going to smack the ball and I'm running around. Oh, I'm going around all the bases tonight. It's on. Hey, like a couple energy drinks before I get there. And then once you get there and hit the ball, you're like, man, I hope I can get over to first. 
Can I get a witness here? Amen. Oh, I know. You're all in such great shape. <laughs> Let me read on because he's talking about this funny stuff, and the, the kids need to know this. And it says, uh, uh, in the day when the keepers of the house tremble and the strong men are bent and the grinders cease because they are few, talking about your teeth. Amen? Amen. You get, after you get, if you're a dude, you ain't, you're just like, you know what? Pull it. Come on, I need another guy just like, you want to get a root canal? Eh, pull it. Oh, look at this mug. Do I look like I need a root canal? I need a makeover. Just pull it. If it's true, say it. Just say true. The grinders cease because there are few, and those who look through the windows are dim. So it's talking about your eyes. And the doors on the street are shut when the sound of the grinding is low, and one rises up at the sound of a bird, and the daughters of, uh, of song are brought low. They are afraid also of what is high, and the terrors are in the way, and the almond tree blossoms, and the grasshopper drags itself along. So he's talking about your hair getting gray. Uh, so that's a sign of wisdom. As you see, mine getting grayer, I'm getting wiser and wiser. Amen. It's not colored. I know you think it is. <laughs> Before the silver cord is snapped or the golden bro uh, bowl is broken or the pitcher is shattered at the fountain or the wheel is broken at the cistern and the dust returns to the earth as it was and the spirit returns to God. Let's talk about this, all this returning. So you're going to return back to dust. But when you die, your, your spirit, man, goes to the Lord. And then when the rapture comes, your physical body will be raptured up to be caught up with the spirit. You'll end up having a glorified body is what he's talking about. But if you ain't born again, this don't pertain to you. And what this guy is saying is he's talking to this young man that all these things are going to happen. So that's why it's important that daddies know their role. Amen? Amen. And as I was doing uh, your brother's homecoming last night, Lisa and Laurel, I was so encouraged by what a man of God Pete is and was and how much his daughter, Haley, admired him. You know something, there's nothing more attractive uh, to a young daughter than to have a strapping dad. It's a sign of protection, amen? That's why it's important that we have daddies in this world. It says, besides being wise, the preacher also taught people knowledge, weighing and studying and arranging many proverbs with a great care. The preacher sought to find words of delight, and uprightly he wrote words of truth. So now, in this day and age, we need to know what is true, what is right, what is wrong, and who's your daddy. Amen? Amen. So I'm here to clear up all the confusion on who's your daddy. My daughter knows for sure who's her daddy and who's her mommy. You know why? 
Because I dress like a daddy, I walk like a daddy, I talk like a daddy, I am a daddy, because that's who God made me. Somebody got to talk back to me a little bit. No confusion here. No confusion here. Um, I just got to tell the truth. So I know it's unpopular, and some people may they're like, man, I don't know if I can clap to that. You better clap to that, because this is true. I'm just telling you what's true today. And I thought about this as we're going on and on. I think, I think we're getting used to, Bill, I think we're getting used to lies because every time we go to the gas pump, I know it's getting higher and higher and higher. And someone has got to tell the truth and just let everybody know, you know what? This ain't normal. This gas is way too high. Amen. We got to tell the truth. We can't, we can't do this anymore. Daddy's got to be truth tellers. People need to look up to their daddies. Verse 10, or verse 11. The words of the wise are like goads. So, so I want to talk to you about these goads, and this is used many times as a, as a metaphor uh, in farming. And, and, it's, and it's the, the words of the Lord are like goads. They, they kind of they got sharp points on them, and they kind of they poke the cattle along. They kind of, they kind of just prod. Say prod, prods. You know what? When you're when you're pushing up cattle, if you're at my farm and you're pushing the cattle up, senior, you get a uh, you get a clicker. It's an it's an electric uh, cattle prod. This is the word of God. Prods men along. When you got the when you got the cattle prod in your hand, you don't even got to touch the cattle with it. All you got to do is just turn it on and touch the side of the fence. It goes click, 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 click. And the cow's like, man, I need to get going. Look at your neighbor and say, I need to get going. If I don't get going, he's going he's to bump me with that cattle prod. Well, that's what the word of God is designed to do to men. Amen? It's kind of move you along. It's, hey, time to get going. Time, time to sharpen up. Time to get going. Time to lead your family. The words of the wise are like goads and like nails firmly fixed and are collected sayings. They are given by one shepherd. My son, beware of any... Say, read this with me. My son, beware of anything. Stop. Any other word than this? Beware of it. Any other teaching than this? Beware of it. Anything else than this, beware of it. You need to know your role. You need to know who your daddy is. You need to know who your heavenly father is too, amen? And he talks about of, ma of making many books where there is no end and much study is weirdness to the flesh. So he's talking about all these books and all these self-help books and all this thing and the, and the new age teachings and all these different things that are out there. We're listening to all kinds of things and maybe we're not humans. Maybe we're dogs or we're cats or we're this or we're that and we're all, all kinds of stuff. It's some madness stuff. And I want to say this and I'll move along in the message. I prophesied something, we'll have to dig it up, but years ago, years ago, I said eventually after everybody started marrying this, that, and the other, and we're this, and that, we're this, and now we're starting to marry dogs and cats and everything, people thinking they're, they're not human anymore and they're animals. My wife called me on the phone last week, and you know what she said? She said, there is a lawsuit from a family 
that sends their children to public school where they need a litter box in, I prophesied this about two years ago that this was going to happen. These kids think that they're animals, they're cats and dogs. So they want litter boxes in the public school restrooms. Look at your neighbor and say, wake up, Jack. Oh, it's, it, we're here. We're, we're, we're on crazy. We're on crazy. That's why it's so important that you, that you end up knowing who your daddy is. Your, your, your daddy and my daddy would, would clear up, burger, all the confusion on who you are. I need somebody to talk back to me. It's got a daddy like that. There's no... Hey, I'll tell you right now, Pete Lee and Science would tell you who you was. No confusion here. I'm a guy. And my kids aren't animals. They're they're my kids. That's a daddy's role is to put everybody back in their place. It's not to manage the people. It's to lead his people. Can I keep preaching at the church? I'm about to. Oh, Lord Jesus, help me. So and when my wife told me that, it, 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 it grieved, Terry, it grieved my spirit. But I knew it was going to come to fruition because here's the deal. Pastor Jay, this thing ain't never going to stop. The flesh is always going to require more. And it'll be the most outlandish story you ever heard in your entire life. Where, where these kids are doing all kinds of crazy things. That's why it's so important that we need daddies out there so they can help these families live a, God, uh, live a godly life. Amen? Now, let me tell you this, and then we'll, I'll get you up, and i got a scripture I want to share with you before you leave. So he says, Beware of anything beyond these, of making many books. There is no end, and in in, in much study is weariness to the flesh. The end of all the matter and all that has been heard Say it with me, class. Fear God. I say this all the time. Lisa, this is all you got to do. You can run around. Jeannie, you can run around. You can try this and try it. Haven't you tried it already? Everything. And we tried it all. I've tried the get skinny diet. Look at your neighbor and say it didn't work. Keep it to yourself. Go ahead and stand with me. We've tried all the, we tried all the scheming and the scamming. You've tried all the dope and all the drink. You've tried the, the rock star lifestyle. And if I, here's what, Pastor Mark, if I just had a better job. Terry, all we need to do is throw more money at it. Guys, let me tell you something here. I'll say this every week. More money ain't our problem. They're printing money like crazy. They got the machine cranking up. It just don't mean anything anymore. Amen. Well, that didn't work. You say, well, well what does work? So we're going, to take some, we're going to take some wisdom from the wisest and the richest man that ever lived. His name is King Solomon. As Christians, we need to take this, this advice. Fear God. Say it with me. Fear God. Keep his commandments. There's just two things I got to do. Amen. And, and here's the thing. When you leave here as guys, as dudes, don't apologize for who you are. And, and you know, I know everybody kind of makes fun of their dad a little bit. Oh, look at him. He's got his tube sock. Or my dad's still wearing a, uh, like a down vest. Do you remember the down vest? 
You can start back there, Chris. This is going to be a good story. Now, I'll, I'll get going here. It's okay. You're, here's the deal. You're a dad. If the feathers come out of your old down vest from the 1970s, you can put duct tape on it. Do you know why, Patrick? Because that's the way your grandpa was raised. You, senior, you don't throw it away. That's good stuff. We can, we can use the down vest in case it gets 50 below. Don't try to change your dad. Don't try to change your husband. We don't need somebody to, Chris, we don't need somebody to soften everybody up a little. We don't need softer men. We need, we need some guys that can flex on the enemy. Bam, what's up? I don't do a lot of flexing, but any chance I get, I might, I might let it go. Hey, man. You can't, you can't fix this thing right here. Aren't you proud to be a daddy? I am. I'm so proud of it. I love being a daddy to my kids and my grandkids. We all look alike, all of us. Say, you look like a ranking. You're dang skippy, they do. So why do we try to hide from that and try to make us up something we ain't, Steve? That's the way we are. You're a daddy. We're all a little different. But, you know, I found that out when you go on a men's retreat, Charlie Bell. Now they're like one guy's over here. He's like, well, I don't really, you know, this, that, and the other. And after you get them there for like a day, you look at them. You're like, dude, man, you're just like me. (laughs) Hey, man, you, you know. Sometimes you don't make your bed or whatever. Ladies, aren't you glad that God gave us men? I mean, just, I mean, some straight up men. Some guys that leave some whiskers in the sink and all. They're going to do it. They're going to do it forever. If you've been married to one for a minute, say, I'm used to it. They don't dry off all the way like when he gets out of the shower. I thought that was the, the floor was for. It's just so like this. I tell that to, to young ladies who are getting ready to marry a dude. And I'm like, man, you have no idea what you're getting into. This guy sometimes won't put deodorant on. And he always going to wear muddy boots inside your house. Man, I'm glad for my dad, and I'm glad for you guys. We got a salt, a bunch of salty, wonderful men at this church who ain't afraid to haul a little water. Amen, church. Amen. Oh, God. We're going to give the men uh, a little gift here in a minute, but not till I get to this. I didn't get to do this, and I want to. So then, brothers, uh, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. That's that's a pretty profound statement. If you live by the flesh, you'll die. You can't get enough drink. Can't get enough food. Can't get enough dough. Trying to live by the flesh, it it is hostile to the spirit of the living God. He says it in his word. When you're trying to live by the flesh, you're battling God. And guess who wins? You don't. 
For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if you live by the Spirit, you put death to the deeds of your body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Now, daddies, I don't know if you're all born again or not here today. Maybe it's the first time you walked in our church. But here we believe that you can be saved by by the blood of Jesus Christ. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received the spirit of adoption as sons. By we cry, Abba, Father. Somebody say, Abba, Father. Uh, That's Daddy, Daddy. You got it. Let's bring the house lights down. I want to tell you something about adoption. Adoption is the action or fact of legally taking on a child and bringing him up as, as your own. Adoption is the most important thing in the whole wide world because everybody's got to be adopted if you want to be born again. You go, well, what the heck happened, Pastor? Way back a long time ago. Adam wasn't minding the store and he allowed his wife to get out there. And the evil one tricked her into thinking that she could do whatever she wanted. And then sin entered the world. So in order to get back in paradise, you have to be adopted through the blood-bought program. I just made that up, so that's a good one. There's all kinds of slogans out there, but I like that one. The blood-bought program. Then you can get back into the kingdom of God and the original status that he had for mankind to have communion with the creator. It's only getting better. So I ask you today in 2022, who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? I I gotta ask. We don't need to run around Pastor Jay and try to figure out who our daddy is. We know who he is. It's the creator of the sun, moon, and stars. Jehovah God. And his son is Jesus the Christ. Jesus is his name. Christ is his title. The anointed one, the appointed one, the chosen one to save all of mankind because they can't save themselves. Oh, he's saving them right now. He's saving them right now all over the world. All over the world. It ought to be Father's Day every day. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for saving me. I don't know about you, but it's a full covenant agreement. When you believe upon the things of God and accept the atoning work done at the cross at Calvary 2,000 years ago, you can be saved by that blood. See, I have to exemplify Christ-like behavior, not just for my, my children and my grandchildren, but the community I live in in the church where I pastor. I can't live one way and then it, it, here and do, do church, Dad, and then go off and live another way. My daughter would be confused and she would think she could date boys that acted that way. But she, the, the confusion has been cleared up. I, I, I let Jerob know for sure how it is you need to act if you're going to date my daughter. You got to be in church. You got to be in the front row so you can hear what I'm saying to you. Look at your neighbor and say, Jerob's got it. 
He got it. He was, hey, watch this. He was raised in the church by his daddy. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hey, when you're raised in the church and you're born again, I can sign off on that. See, because I'm her daddy. I'm her earthly father. There ain't going to be no mess come up in my family. I need somebody to talk back to me a little bit. Don't look at me like that. My kids are way too precious to me just to just let them do whatever they want. No, you can't go out and just do whatever you want. Because if you let your kids go out there and do whatever they want, that means you don't love them. And I know everybody wants to be their kid's friend right now. Well, I'm going to pop your bubble. You wasn't called to be your kid's friend. <laughs> they got enough of them. Check Facebook. Can I keep preaching at the church here today? I'm way over time right now. What the heck? So let's bring the dads down. I'm going to pray for them. I'll have Burger or pray for him or Mark. Everybody's going to pray for him. Come on down if you're a daddy down here. We're going to pray for you. Ladies, if you see him coming up to the altar, just applaud him. They could be anywhere on a Sunday morning. Oh, they could be anywhere, but they decided to be at church. They decided to be at church. Hey, some of you guys used to not come to church. Sometimes on a Sunday morning, they could be someplace else. This is a good group of warriors. Don't mess around. Hey, don't mess around in here. Don't mess around with these church folk. That's a good group of dudes right here, ain't they? A bunch of whiskers and all kinds of things going on. I'll let Mike pray for him, but I gotta just—I gotta let you know how proud I am of these guys, man. These cats are the real deal up in this place. Amen. Amen. They look like the real stuff up here. They don't even look like church people, really, kinda. <laughs> but they are. They love Jesus. Amen. Go ahead, brother Mike. You pray for him. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just look out here as Pastor Pat said. Look at these warriors. These are warriors that you've grown up. And you've raised up for your glory, Lord, to lead the families that they stand for. And, Lord, as fathers and grandfathers and surrogate fathers, Lord, we just pray for them. Give them the strength. Give each and every one the wisdom to keep, the, keep going the way that you've led them, Lord, that so far. I'm just so proud to stand with each and every one of these men because these guys are doing it right. And we just continue to pray for each and every one of them, Lord. We thank you. And we thank you for the families that you've given each of us, Lord, for our wives, our children, our grandchildren. Just help us to continue to lead them to you, Lord. That's our mandate. That's our job, to lead our children and grandchildren to you. It's in Jesus' name we pray, and we pray for each and every one of these men. Amen. So as, as we close today, I, that, that Ecclesiastics is so cool that... Three, as Pat said, 3,000 years ago that the wisest man in the world, Solomon, through inspiration of God, tells us what we can expect. And the young guys out there sitting there reading that and going, wait a minute, you mean that my hair is going to get gray? I'm not going to have a flat belly anymore? My, my strength is going to wane? 
You know, I'm going to have trouble jumping over creeks and things. <laughs> yeah, it happens. But guess what? God is so wonderful. Guess what he gives you instead? He gives you wisdom. Oh, wisdom is so much better than all that strength. So just thank God for everything he gives you, every stage of life. I wouldn't go back one day in my life, ever. I, God has got you where he wants you right now today and going forward, not going backwards. So thank him for that. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your wisdom, your grace, your mercy, Lord, for sending Jesus to us, Lord, that all we have to do is reach out our hand and our heart and accept him and invite him into our lives, and we have eternal life with you. And, Lord, I just, again, thank you for all the fathers that are here today, Lord, the grandfathers. Just thank you. Just continue to keep them on the right path. We need strong men leading the families, leading the churches, leading the businesses, leading everything in our society, Lord. we got to get it back for you, Lord, and it's only through you that we can do it. It's in Jesus' name we pray, and all the warriors say, Amen. Amen.